Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and reunited, and it feels so good. It's the first time we've done a podcast in like three weeks, a million years. I'm joined by Tempest. Hey, bud. This is like the first podcast I've done in a while. Yeah, I oh, know. You didn't you do the the Friday show with Luke recently? Oh yeah, I did do that. Never mind. <laughs> when was that? Was that like yesterday? Or was that last no, week? No, that was a week ago. That oh, week ago. yeah. Yeah, because there's like, WrestleMania I... and Denise couldn't be there because she was in Dallas. Oh, yeah, of course. Selfish. Um, yeah, I... how dare you, Denise? I know you listen to all of these. Yeah, of course she does. Um, the busiest person that... we know. <laughs> she does not have time to listen to anyone else's content. Um, but obviously last week it was Ollie and Luke um, because Luke was going to be in the office anyway. And Ollie was under the impression he was doing Saturday as it was. He wasn't, but he was under the impression that he was. He was like, do you want me to do it? I was like, all right. Um, so neither of us were on the podcast last week. And then the week before that, it was me and Sat, because you were off. Uh, and obviously we don't do the NXT podcast trip. anymore. Yeah, I went to see wrestling. I took a break <laughs> from my wrestling what? job and saw wrestling. What? What wrestling did you see, Tempest? I went to Black Label Pro mm-hmm. in Indiana. And I went to Wrestlepalooza in nice. Minneapolis. Nice. And I will be damned if I wasn't blown away both times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like, I saw on I saw on the well, Twitter that you saw uh, Speedball, and you were very impressed. Well, that was the show beforehand. That was the last ah. trip that I had taken uh, oh, when right. I went to. I believe that one was in Chicago, but that was mm-hmm. like a Warrior Wrestling show where he faced uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Santana of Santana yes. and Ortiz. I remember. Yes. Holy smokes. Like, that was not the top build match on mm. that card. Like, not even close. Like, there was Dante Martin and Bandito was on that show. Yeah. Uh, Athena and Thunder Rosa was the main event, and they went like a half hour draw. So, there was a lot of stuff on this card. Speedball Mike Bailey is that guy. <laughs> I love him. And I love seeing him be able to, like, 
you know, figure his visa or whatever his situation mm-hmm. was where he couldn't get across borders. I'm glad that's settled so he can actually go and wrestle and be amazing because he's amazing. Yeah, I've heard outstanding things about him. So hopefully he can get uh, on a on a big platform soon. But how were these other shows that you went to go see? The Wrestlepalooza and the other one? Fan-freaking-tastic, my friend. Wrestlepalooza was so fun because it was in like a really famous music venue. It was uh, it was at First Avenue in Minneapolis, and like outside the building, there's stars painted on the wall with like every famous band and like you know ever. Nice. So it's pretty neat. You get the sense that like you know this is a pretty this is a happening building, and you go inside and it's like designed for shows and stuff because it's a music venue. So there's balconies and you can watch. It's set up to like you know have something in the middle, whether it's a stage or a ring or whatnot fantastic shows indie wrestling is so fun right now and mm-hmm. i will say i will give i'll give a shout out to an indie wrestler that completely completely blew me away and that is 17 year old billy starks absolutely <laughs> absolutely fantastic she wrestled uh rachel ellering at the last black label pro show mm-hmm. and she she took like a really nasty suplex neckbreaker spinning you know you know the type you pick them up you fall down yeah it's every wrestling it looked like she landed like really badly like on her head or neck or whatever and then she like gets up and she's kind of slow and she goes up top rope and she misses a swanton but it looks like she like under rotates and she's like wailing in the ring Mm. like my neck i i can't like you know and it felt real like you Mm -hmm. felt that show stop Mm -hmm. and it stopped for like three solid minutes while they had like five referees looking at her yeah and rachel ellering was looking at her and then she rolled up rachel ellering in one no way that's so good i was like oh my god she got me i'd never been worked like that with like an angle in person Mm -hmm. before and i was like wow yeah it was really cool yeah, really cool. are, so I had a good time on my road trip. It sounds very good. Uh, there was a very yeah. similar incident when we went to a frontline show. Um, this was this must have been pre-pandemic, I think. Yeah, um, and it was um, oh, I forget who he was facing, but it was the OJMO, aka Michael Oku, who's mm-hmm. been making waves recently. Yeah, um, and he was kind of been mentored by uh, Will Ospreay in that. And there was a point in the match where, again, the match just kind of like stopped. And he was like essentially crying and just holding his arm and being like, my arm, my arm, I can't do it anymore, my arm. Will Ospreay came out from the back. Who's, it was, it's his company at the time. So he was like the one running it. Came out, came down with a bunch of other people, was looking at him. He was like, dude, you, you have to stop. Like, you can't, you can't do this. And he was like, no, I need to wrestle. And he was like, you can't. Like, your arm is too messed up. We're going to have to call it. And he just gets up and he forearms Will Ospreay in the head. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, I know it's an ankle, but like the emotion was so there. And he was like, no, I'm wrestling. Gets back in the ring and the match continues. I was like, oh, it's so good. What brilliant storytelling. And oh, all of us got work. Is good. It was brilliant. Don't you love when wrestling is good, Pete? I, lo- I love it when I get worked, Tempest. It's great. When yeah. the wrestlers work here, it's fantastic. I love yeah. good wrestling. Perhaps we should talk about it. Maybe we should talk about some good wrestling because we're going to be talking firstly about Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley because oh my good god, how is it? 
I'm, I'm going to bring this up on the main show as well. <laughs> but it's the SmackDown after WrestleMania, and we're talking about Rampage. That's how good this match was. Brilliant. Let's get into it. Universe vs. Moxley, what a star-making performance. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. Wheeler Utah is like a star now because he had a match with John Moxley on Rampage and it was amazing. That's right, everybody. We're starting with Rampage this time. I'm excited to talk about this. Welcome to the Rustop Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. Rampage first. I'm Chopper Pete Quinnell. It's Tempest. It's me and Tempest back doing a podcast. It's been like three weeks. I feel like this is a more irregular pairing than many of the right. other ones that I've done recently. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but we're going to be talking about Rampage first. Get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through all the uh, all your messages that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Well, let's talk about this main <laughs> event match that happened on Rampage. Very quickly before we do that, I love realizing as soon as you hit the 30 second countdown mm-hmm. that I have nothing that I need open. <laughs> I don't I don't have I don't have the ultra chat doc. I don't have the podcast shout outs. Nothing. Yep. And I'm 30 second scramble to find everything. Mm-hmm. But we're good now. This match was amazing. This match was so good. OK, I'm, OK, OK. I'm debating okay, okay. whether I like this one or Briscoe's FTR more because mm. it's it's. This was so perfect. Yeah, this this was absolutely spot on for what it needed to be because we've already had the organic story of Wheeler Utah kind of like fighting for the respect of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, and he had the match against Danielson before and Regal's been impressed with him and slapped him, which I guess is his form of respect. And then we have this match against Moxley. We had the, the promo on, on Dynamite where Regal was saying, look, he's impressed Danielson. He's impressed me. But now he needs to impress Moxley. And the main event split screen promo was so good. Um, Moxley is an absolute master of what he does. And he's literally just like, I don't care about you. I don't care about respect. I don't care about anything to do with you. I'm just going to put your guts all over the mat. And it's like, okay, I believe you. Um, Brilliant, like, little promos to, to start things off. And Yuta referencing their history as well, being like, you embarrassed me. The first time that we wrestled, you won in, like, minutes. Oh, it's just... I just showca- love it. Referencing their own history and showcasing a wrestler's growth. It's... Mm, ah, perfect. Love it. It's like... It's not hard, is it? No, I feel like people hard. have made this process so much more complicated than it needs to be. They took a guy... Now, granted, Wheeler Yuta is great. And mm. I love Wheeler Yuta. And I've been campaigning for Wheeler Yuta to get signed and pushed the whole time. Love Wheeler Yuta. You take the right guy. You push him for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's a star. Yep. It's not It's not rocket science. It's, it's not, not rocket uh, science, man. It's not rocket surgery or brain science. Like, exactly, yeah. I can't. I can't comprehend how perfect this was. Like, they nailed every bit. And I found it very interesting with this match because there were a bunch of things involved here that might be looked at as negative in the context of other matches, Mm -hmm. right? 
heavy blood, stuff like that. But all of the things that might be detract from other matches added so much to this match. The blood mm-hmm. added so much to this match. And you don't need it doesn't need to be like every Cody Rhodes match where you know he's juiced. But the blood does help certain matches, and this was definitely one of them. This mm-hmm. match had like everything that you need. It had the like the most perfect finish I could possibly imagine. I know we're not even there yet, but I'm jumping ahead. Wheeler Yuta was able to be like really cool, and he's a badass. Like he's stepping up to the challenge. Oh. Meanwhile, you've got Pete Dunn throwing a temper tantrum and they're expecting him to get over. <laughs> you've got Wheeler Yuta being a badass. A yeah. badass standing up to one of the hardest men in AEW and holding his own pretty well. Yeah. Star mate. I haven't seen a star making performance like this, and I do not know how long. Right. This was this was absolutely perfect for what they wanted. This was designed to get Wheeler Yuta over, and boy, howdy did it. Because the crowd were already kind of organically into the underdog story of Yuta needs to prove himself to the established star but then throughout the match like you said the blood here's an interesting point actually just a quick quick little side tangent on the aspect of blood because i i watched uh my my partner who's a paramedic by the way that's her credentials for this was watching far smarter and more more well educated than either of us absolutely uh she was watching um part of revolution with me when i watched that live uh she watched some of it with me she didn't make it through the whole show because she got tired but she was watching part of it with me, and I think it was the CM Punk MJF match when Punk started bleeding. She ju- she just turned to me, and she just went, "I mean, that's not real." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "I mean, that's not blood. That's not how blood acts. That's not real blood." And I was like, "Huh, weird." She was like, "I mean, it just isn't. That's just not how blood reacts to anything." And I was like, "Huh, so maybe it's like a blood capsule or something." I don't know. I I wouldn't but, put it past uh, like AEW to avoid using a blade. I you know what I mean? Like affects the same, I right? Yeah, but I I, I, I so. showed her this one. Granted, this was just a picture that I showed a reviewer, and I was like, real or fake? She was like, mm, I can't tell because it doesn't mm. quite look like blood, but also it could act like that if it was like mixed with sweat and stuff. So it's possible for it to still like run like it was and all that stuff. And I was like, huh. This is interesting. I don't know if it was... I think the effect is still ab- absolutely the same. I just thought it was interesting to think about whether it's like blading or whether it's like a blood capsule or how they achieve the desired effect. But whatever it is, the desired effect is great. Because like you said, it really adds like an element to this match of like... It's the extra element. It, it's like the same thing as the moment of um, Bret Hart and Stone Cold, you know, the, the passing out on the sharpshooter and all that stuff. And it's the yeah. same thing of him screaming with uh, a bloody face and fighting through the pain. It adds that extra element of you to connect to. It adds that emotional element to it. And it's the same thing with this one. Though it was slightly inverted because Yuta was on the offense in the moment that I remember was Yuta getting on the bulldog choke onto Moxley and screaming through his like bloody mask that he had. It was such a perfect moment. And like you said, it, it adds that extra emotional layer to it. And then you got to further on in the match with the near falls where Moxley out of nowhere, like you was just mounting a comeback. Come on, Yuda, let's go. Moxley catches him, paradigm shift. And you go, oh, well, you know, he put up a good fight. One, two, kick out. 
what? Like, kicks out of the paradigm shift. It was like, that's insane. Oh, my God. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. High angle paradigm shift. Now to go, oh, okay. Wow. Great fight from you. One, two, kick out. What? I lost my mind when he kicked out that second one. Could not believe it. And like you said, it was another element that sometimes in other matches can detract from that. But in this match, the false finishes added so much. It showed like the heart and the passion that Yuta has to try and like win this respect and overcome the odds against Moxley. And I think it was, if you wanted to pinpoint a moment in this match where Moxley became respectful of Yuta, it was probably him kicking out of those paradigm shifts. I was just going to say that. Like he yeah. kicks out and Moxley sits up and has the big surprise face. And that was another one. The big surprise face. A lot of people complain about now because it happens like, six times a show you know you someone kicks out of the side effect and matt hardy's like what <laughs> no one's ever kicked out of the side effect except every time that's just an example i don't have footage of matt hardy doing this so don't yeah. tag him in any of this but you know what i mean like a lot of people will do that i can't believe he kicked out face and this was a really perfect addition to the story because the story is meant to be he's impressing the club he's impressing the guys so it means more that John Moxley is surprised and impressed by Wheeler Yuta's performance than if he was just, if this was just another match where the guy kicked out of his finish. Wouldn't mean nearly as much. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pete. I really do love this angle. So <laughs> like, good. you know, I think I mentioned in, uh, in the edited review, which may or may not have come out at this point. I don't know when our edited reviews come out anymore. It is probably out. But... It's out. So if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has like their perfect thing in wrestling. I think this is it for me. Mm -hmm. I think this faction, this story, like it's got all the people I love in it. It's got John Moxley, one of my favorite guys. It's got Brian Danielson, one of my favorite guys. William Regal is the manager doing commentary on this show. He's still one of the best commentators. Everything he said, this is the first match, jumping all over, but everything mm -hmm. he says on commentary gets more out of the match. It gets the people over, even in defeat. He's just such a pro. And he's the manager, and I love it. And they're yep. recruiting people that I love. Wheeler Yuta. Maybe Lee Moriarty's next. Maybe, I don't know who else, but this, this is a faction. And if I may, I've got notes today, folks, because I oh my goodness, sure. I want. I think they're mostly all Rampage notes because I makes sense. Can't be bothered. I have a prediction, and I don't know how to quantify this over time, but my prediction is that by the time that the Blackpool Combat Club disbands, breaks up, goes their separate ways, whatever. They will be my favorite faction of all time. That's a, they big, are off. a big call. They are off to such an amazing start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this main event. I really so did. It like the thing is, me. It touched this part of myself that wants to be a wrestling fan deep down. This was just like, mm, that's my wrestling. Exactly. It's, it's such an emotional connection. And people have said it before, like when wrestling hits those notes, there's nothing quite like it. And I do agree. This is one of those moments where you just go, this is wrestling. This yeah. is perfect. And we didn't even get to the end of this match because he hit that <laughs> high angle paradigm shift. Yuta kicks out and Moxie's like, 
well, screw you then, and just gets on and just chokes him out immediately afterwards. Um, doesn't tap. Doesn't tap. More importantly, doesn't tap. Doesn't Very tap. important. Out. Very important. Again, was great. like Steve Austin and Brett. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then everyone's like, oh, man, like, you didn't win. But, man, he put on such a good show. Out comes Regal and Danielson. They come down. Regal. Regal's physicality on this bit. He was, like, stalking Wheeler Utah, like, moving around the ring, just like, oh, it was it was so perfect. And then Utah just kneeling, can't even get to his feet. And he's like, come on, bring it. I'm here. Do what you want to do. I don't care anymore. Beat me up. I don't care. I'm here. I'm ready. And he gets up and Regal just offers the handshake. It was perfect. <sighs> Utah accepts the handshake. Moxie gets up in Utah's face and said, the hard work begins now. Utah then takes the blood and writes BCC on his chest in his own blood. Amazing. If I could marry a wrestling segment, I would marry this wrestling segment. This is <laughs> perfect. Oh, I just, I just adore this sort of thing. You know, like it's sports based, but there's still characters involved and guys are wrestling different styles. So all the matches are different. This is what I've always wanted out of wrestling. <laughs> and I know that's like very exaggerated and hyperbolic and everything, but literally like, I don't know how you could do this angle better so far. It mm -hmm. is perfect drama. Absolutely perfect. And I don't know how quickly I'm going to be able to upload this to StreamYard, but there's one picture that I do want to put on, uh, on, the, on the thing. So uh, if you have any other final thoughts about, uh, about I... this wonderful, wonderful match. My notes. <laughs> My first note well, after the match actually started, was you started the match with a dive, by the way. Like, before the bell even rang, he just dives out the ring, starts brawling with Moxley in the crowd before the before they even get in the ring and the bell rings, right? Which is great. That was my first note. My next note is, Yuta kicks out of the paradigm shift because I didn't take any notes because I was so into the match, Tempest. Um, all in capitals. Yuta kicks out of the paradigm, sh uh, paradigm shift. Holy S. And then all in capitals gets, what the F? He kicked out of the high angle paradigm shift. Moxley chokes him out. Insane. What the F was that? It's brilliant. Um, that covers it. Yeah, it was and... such such a perfect perfect match. You want to see a perfect picture? Mm -hmm. I know the one you're going to put up. There it is. Look at everything that's going on right here. Uh huh. Oh, I want like an oil painting of this. <laughs> William Regal with the like sinister smile over. The... Oh. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Oh, no, it's in a smile. Danielson putting the belt on Yuta, who's still bleeding, looking like triumphant in defeat. Oh, this was... It was perfect. That's what it's that was. ROH pure title, too. Yeah. That might right. matter to, like, me and four other people, but that's cool. It's pretty cool, right? I love it. Oh, oh man. I'm so happy to see one of my favorites get pushed. Like, it's it so cool watching... The progression happen in real time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, <sighs> I have nothing else to say. This was amazing. Yeah. Such a good match. Please go out of your way to watch it. Because it's so good. Which is insane because I thought the match of this week was going to be FTR and Young Bucks. <laughs> and then Rampage was like, nah. <laughs> Imagine being at that show. Imagine being at that show and getting both of those matches. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Just as a general note about Rampage as well, the fact that 
we have been talking in recent weeks and months being like, man, this is really definitively becoming like the B show, right? Like, you know, we're not getting that much like storyline progression. We're just having kind of like this, having some featured people on it, but it's always like the team Taz show and Keith Lee's there and, and Ricky Starks is there and all that stuff. And they have their feuds over there and occasionally we'll have like a fun match, but there's nothing really like, you're not really missing that much. And then on this show, they were like, we're going to put on Brian Danielson versus Trent Barretta with Brilliant Regal on commentary. He goes, okay, that's one, fun, and two, storyline progression. Love it. And then you have the main event with storyline progression. And next week, we're getting an AEW world title match in a Texas death match. Like, what? Okay. Someone must have said something. Like, right? hey, we need to put something more on Rampage. And then they just went all the way the other direction. Yeah. Just put the world title match on Rampage. I think oh, this is... God. I think this is Hangman's first appearance on Rampage. I think you might be right, match. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for that regardless. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Let's get at, uh, into doing some of your ultra chats. We're going to talk about the rest of Rampage afterwards, and we'll do then SmackDown after that as well. Um, the Raw, uh, Raw after SmackDown. SmackDown after WrestleMania. The Raw after, the Raw after SmackDown, after WrestleMania, yep. after Rampage. That's the one. Um, 
on the subject of Rampage, might, might as well do these ones. Uh, Graham Shaw said, uh, since he hit a 10 on the blood scale, do we start calling him Wheeler Muta? <laughs> Great match. Uh, I can't wait to see Wheeler versus Trent building off this show. Also, I don't know much about anime, but Hook Danhausen looks like what I've seen of Joe Star together. Sure. Interesting. Not, yeah. not the connection that I would have made, but okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I rock with it. And yeah. Wheeler Trent should be a very fun match. I can't wait for people to care about that match. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they yeah. put Trent and Wheeler, you like that's a dark match three mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah. Ignore the fact that they're in the same faction, but that's a dark match. Now it's Absolutely, like a yeah. featured storyline match. I like that. It's oh, good. Uh, JT Guy fifty five hundred said, "I've never been much of a uh, much of a user fan, but that match won me over. Him screaming and smearing the blood on his chest and kicking out of the paradigm shift made me say Utah won't die. Blackpool Combat Club for life. Jam that jam. So good, so good. You know, I, I think I mentioned this to Luke when I did a, a Dynamite review with him last week. So like, I wasn't really a fan of the name Blackpool Combat Club when it first got introduced. I was like." I feel like they could have come up with a better name. And since then, I've just gone, maybe it's perfect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe it's great. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really good, isn't it? Like, it's really grown on me in, in, since it got introduced. <clears throat> Charles Berg. This is the wrestling I like when wrestlers fight, scratch, and claw. I want drama in my wrestling. Don't get me wrong. Storylines add to matches, but I also want the wrestlers to be treated as top-level athletes battling tooth and nail for the victory. I think you can have both. And this was a perfect example of that. The yeah. story was told through the match. That's that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. You yep. know, Because to me, and not to go off on a tangent, but in my opinion, pro wrestling at like the highest level is the most impressive form of uh, performance art mm-hmm. that I think there is. Like at the very highest level, considering the athleticism involved, the storytelling involved, the psychology involved, I think wrestling at its highest level is like the best form of performance art. Yeah. This is like when you take the story and you perform it in the ring, as opposed to other companies where we see angles and then oh there's a three minute match to distract you and now we're back to the angles all the Mm storylines happen outside of the ring i don't like that yeah uh charles berg again said uh, on wwe you get one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of new japan a bona fide badass look like a dumb chump on the other show you get a relative unknown digging down deep and earning the respect of three legends in the industry and becoming a star yeah agree Yeah. My God, we have so. Oh my God, we have so many old chats about Rampage. Yeah, I just, really wanted to talk about this show. I just, like, I, mean, I just scrolled oh, down. Yeah, it was we'll a good see. show. Uh, Kimchi Cowboy said, uh, "Well, I wonder if Tony will pull a Luke and use his veto star card for SmackDown. That Yuta match is my match of the night thus far. Uh, match know, of the year. Match of the far, year. Sorry. Um, uh, the story in this match was perfection, and I've never seen an AEW crowd cheer uh, anyone over Mox. Go beat Luke Chopper. Jam that jam. That's the plan." Stay tuned for the Monday Night War next episode coming on Monday. And it's the pay-per-view episode. Episode 5, WrestleMania Backlash. It's a fun one. Promise. Uh, Kimchi Cowboy again said, Ultra Chat for Andrew Johnstone. He said he's turning 30 and wants a shout-out from the boys. Shout-out to Andrew Johnstone for turning 30. Good job. You made it. Now you're turning 30. Sorry, said, uh, what Mox did with Utah reminded me uh, a lot of the match Mox had with Derby for the AEW title back in summer 2020 without a crowd. Totally different matches, yet still both got me emotionally. Utah is a madman and a star now. Amazing. 
I agree. How much further along do you think so many guys would be if we just had a crowd for a year and a half? Yeah. You know? Right. Like if you had these moments, but with like Darby Allen and Jungle Boy and like everybody you can think of, all the young stars, and there was just fans the whole time. Yeah. The way it should have been. Mark Flay said the main event was amazing. Youth has been made a star. Indeed. Sure has. Uh, CK Murth said, William Regal, if you know anything about wrestling, elevates anyone and anything he's involved in. The BCC is incredibly exciting, and Utah's gone from best friend jobber while he learns to an un- unbelievably exciting talent. WWE, you effing idiots. Yeah, they passed on him. Mm. They didn't want Wheeler Utah. Yeah. They fired Samoa Joe. They did. Twice. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. How's that Ridge Holland treating you? You know? <sighs> Almost. Um, anyway. It's Polo said, I love everything about the rebirth of Ring of Honor so far. The way Tony is using AEW talent so far to enhance the name value on Ring of Honor is how it should be forever and using AEW's big fan base and platform to enhance Ring of Honor mainstream popularity. Also, Utah is so good. I've also been a fan of how they've used Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And we're getting Minoru Suzuki. We'll talk about that that more later. <clears throat> Ristopher said, uh, out of all the matches already announced for next week, Keith and Swerve versus Team Taz, Eddie and PNP versus JAS, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon, and Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, which are you guys are most excited for? I'm looking forward to Murder Grandpa versus Joe myself. Same. Yeah, Joey Samoa. Yeah. It's like it's it's you That's know when an like time dream match, like right when, like a few years ago. You would have said, like, oh, pick one person from WWE, one person from New Japan. Who would you have a match? Like, Joe versus Suzuki is, like, up there yep. for, like, matches you could put on. This is, like, a real dream match. Mm-hmm. You know? Every once in a while, you get you get guys who come over, and it's like, they have a really good match, and it's a big match. But I don't know if, like, a lot of people are dying to see whatever it is. I don't know that a lot of people were dying to see John Moxley and Satoshi Kojima, right? Mm-hmm. At All Out last year. I love Kojima, one of my favorite guys ever. I have his picture somewhere. This is like a dream match. Samoa Joe and Minoru Suzuki. Yes, please. I will take mm-hmm. seconds and thirds. Kimchi Cowboy again said, uh, BCC needs Serena Deeb to, do- to join and handle the women. When Layla Hirsch gets healthy, have Layla Hirsch, Shafir, and Jamie Hayter to join the club. Tony, book it. I feel like that might be too many people. That might be too many people, but I like the idea of Serena Deeb being involved. I do as well. Of all the women in AEW, I think she fits this group the best. Mm-hmm. For sure. I could see either I that to be honest, I could see any of Hirsch, Shafir, or Jamie Hater like fitting, but I feel like the story would need to be done right in order to to tell that rather than just like and they join, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think Thankfully, it looks like they're they're taking better care of this story than just they're in the group. Yeah. Uh Sarah. The L. <laughs> much of that name. Nailed said, it. First try. Yep. Wheeler Utah is a future world champion. Maybe. Old. There's a lot of time left. Yeah. In eternity. It honestly, it's really hard to say in AEW because yeah. in AEW, not being a world champion is not like a bad thing. It's not like, oh, you're not world champion. Well, you're nobody. You know, it's like they're very, very selective about who their world champions are. They have long reigns, so it's like. Even if someone doesn't become a world champion, like I could genuinely see Darby Allen never being a world champion, right? 
But that doesn't mean he's a bad talent or not amazing because he is. But even if he doesn't win, he's still going to be regarded as one of like the best AEW talents of like ever, right? So it's 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 hard to say. These world titles mean more the less people who have it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the exclusive. more exclusive. Yes, the more ex- it's like the IWGP title used to be when like four yeah. different people held it for like six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Melchior said, Utah is a star. Also, with William Regal persistently putting down the best friends and their goofiness on commentary, do you think AEW will tie in uh, the Hook and Dan Housen storyline and bring Hook into Combat Club? Uh, Vladdy for MVP. Let's go, Blue Jays. Yeah. Baseball. <laughs> That's real, though. Flatty Jr. for AL MVP. Means nothing sure. to you. But... Um, will they bring Hook into the combat club? I don't know. No, I don't think Hook so. going to be the one that, that beats everyone in the combat club <laughs> to become world champion. He beats John Moxley to become world champion after beating Brian Danielson first in like two minutes. That would be insane. in two minutes. <laughs> two Tempest. minutes. Tempest, calm it. That, that's the part that's unrealistic. Yeah, it is. Uh, Omar Hosue said, uh, Hey guys, Wheeler Utah is the next big effing thing. The BCC is doing so awesome, and I can't wait to see how it goes. That being said, did you guys see that next week is Joe versus Suzuki? Uh, a, a nice week of fine murders. Love you guys. The yes. Best kind of murders. Yeah. I, oh man, I'm so excited for that match. So excited for that match. Uh, But for now, let's talk about the rest of Rampage, which kicked off with more BCC action because it's Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta, William Regal on commentary. I wrote all in capitals, Regal on commentary! because he's so good. And also, I just want to point out what brilliant storytelling it is to have Danielson versus Beretta at the start of the show and Moxley versus um, Yusa at the end of it, to have Regal on commentary beforehand, to talk about the best friends and why he doesn't like them, to have Danielson beat up Trent Beretta and be like, look how bad the best friends are. They suck. They're, they're not very good enough. They're not good enough for a guy like Yuta. And then you have later Yuta winning their respect. It just, mm, it just works. It's so good. It does. The only thing I would change about all this is I probably would have put Regal on commentary for the main event too. Yeah. Just because he's so good at it. Mm. Like he hasn't done consistent commentary for like 10 years since like he was last doing it in NXT. He's so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, put him on Rampage instead of Jericho every week. Please. Damn right. That's that's like an actual request. Yes. Yeah, that's that, that's Please real. Do that. Um Really good call to have this open. Uh, my my first note for this match is, God, this is so fun. Because it was. It was yeah. so fun. Um, the two went back and forth quite a bit. Danielson kind of beat the hell out of Trent Barretta quite a lot in this match um, in a really good way. Regal putting over, like, look, Trent Barretta's great, but he's hanging around with a bunch of idiots. And they're, they're a bunch of idiots. They don't deserve to be, you know, treated with respect and i also really like the line where he said i can have aspects of a person that i like that doesn't mean i respect them i can appreciate that triple rest is in great condition he's a great wrestler but i don't respect him because he hangs around with the best friends and i'm like nice like that i believe him yeah i believe him right you know 
I don't think they could have done something to make me happier than bring William Regal in at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Like I saw right? that and I was like, that fits like a glove. That's perfect. And it's been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. I love William um, Regal. Straight up gangster tripping. I, I loved the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the finish of this match where Danielson hit the psycho knee. He hit the God style power driver. He, he did the stomps to the face. He went for the LaBelle lock. But he didn't really lock in the LaBelle lock. He just kind of wrenched Trent's face to the side. And it was like, that looks gruesome. Ow. I love it. And he was already kind of like out anyway from the stomps to the face. So it was just like the exclamation point on it. Oh, man. What a great match. If I could have both Brian Danielson and John Moxley wrestle on the same show for every show, mm-hmm. I'd never complain. Yeah. <laughs> When, like, half your matches on this show are Brian Danielson and John Moxley having really good matches, you're going to have a good show. Mm-hmm. God, In fact, yeah. they did. They did. Uh, Danielson won, obviously. Great stuff. Uh, Trent still looked good in defeat as well. He didn't get, you know, completely buried or anything like that. It was a good back-and-forth match. Um, great stuff. Mates Blackpool Combat Club looked great. Awesome. Two thumbs up. Nothing else to say. Lots of, lots of good stuff coming out of that. Hook! was backstage. Doesn't answer any questions. He's all that in a bag of chips because he's eating some. Uh, Dan Housen appeared out of a bin and then tried to curse him. And Hook then ignored him and threw his half-eaten chips in the bin. And then Dan Housen picked them up and started eating them. I laughed at that part. When he picked up the chips and ate them, Mm -hmm. I laughed. Otherwise, I don't like these two together. I need to protect Hook. I don't want Hook yeah. involved in comedy, you know? Yeah. I want him to be, like, cool. And I don't think he's cool being the, the straight man to Danhausen. Now, I'm going to be that guy, and everyone's going to really hate me for it. He doesn't get Danhausen! I don't I know, know if I get Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I understand. Like... Someone I can't remember who it was. I saw on Twitter. Someone posted a picture of Danhausen, and he's like, "Danhausen's in a bin eating a bag of chips." Ha 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 ha! And I'm like, "Is that funny? I don't, I don't know if it is. You know, like, I don't know. It's it's probably just me. You know, everyone's really in on the meme. Everyone loves Danhausen. I mean, it's not just, just you. I just don't know if I I don't know if I get it, and that's cool. People can like it." not hating you for liking it. I just don't know if I get it. I need to see the full picture in AEW. Mm. You know? I need to see him wrestle. I need to see him do more than point at someone. You know? It's like, I've seen his shtick before. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I don't dislike the shtick. Like, he's an entertaining dude. But I need it to, like, be doing something in this. And him just pointing at Hook and being like, why aren't my fake magic powers not working? Mm-hmm. Like, don't doesn't really do anything for me, you know. Yeah, especially when I'd rather see Hook beating the entire Black Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, Hook's still good. Yeah, love Hook. still Hook. Um, okay. Another thing I didn't like on this show: okay. Scorpio Sky Cut promo. Oh, every time I forget about the Dan Lambert segment. 
Yeah. Like I forget that it happens. I was like, oh, forget about that. Put it out of my mind. Watch the good wrestling. So they they're kind of promo being like, I'm TNT champion and blah 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 blah. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti come out. Sammy Guevara says, Would you please shut the hell up? Linking with Chris Jericho. That's a Jericho line. Which That's is weird. Accident. Because Jericho's the heel now. And he's like, hey, Chris Jericho. Which makes sense if Sammy Guevara's turning heel, which he should. Damn well should. God damn. This stuff with Ty Conti is not good. Like, as a babyface act? Mm-mm. Nope. Bad. Do not be doing that. I don't understand what they're thinking with this. Also, apparently, from people in attendance, they got, like, booed out the building. But yeah. AEW edited it for the live broadcast of Rampage. Oh, don't do that. Uh-uh, How many you're times have get... yeah, you criticized WWE you're not like, getting a not pass. listening to your fans? Like, uh-uh. I don't... And then, you're like, I don't know. pass for that one. Like, they're not faces. They just come out and being like, hey, we like sex. And we're pretty that's people. Us. Look at us, you know? Yep. We're going to call you a bitch and stuff. And then, like, you know, Ethan Page saying, like, hey, I've got kids, but they're in bed right now because I'm a great dad. And I was like, that's a good line from Ethan Page. And then Sammy Guevara just goes, I don't give a shit about your kids. And I was like, you're not Brock You're a baby face. What are you talking about? He's not Heath Slater. Yeah. not Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they need need to turn these two, like, ASAP. They have such... Pop popular kids at the he's a vlogger and she's like really yeah. hot. They're the it couple. I don't mm-hmm. need them saying it's America's favorite couple. Get out of here with that. Really Get not, out. is it? <laughs> it's really not. Like yeah. I, I said in the edited review, I think them as heels could be what Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian were like supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, just like kind of the obnoxious heel it couple, but they're like. I don't think it's unfair to say that Sammy Guevara is above Kip Sabian on this mm-hmm. AEW totem pole. So I would assume that it would therefore get more TV time and better matches and such. And it would probably work. This does not work. They need to be turned ASAP because I cannot cheer for the other side when the other side is Dan Lambert. Can't do it. Also, yeah. I am sad that I like the TNT title shows up on my TV and I'm sad. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah. I'm like, sure. you can be a heel and say, I don't want to give out like open challenge shots and whatever, but like, I prefer the show when Scorpio Sky wasn't champion. Yeah. You know, like, it's tough. I'd like to see him defend the title, but if, if him as TNT champion, if his run is Dan Lambert promos, hard pass. Get like, let's, let's wrestle, defend the title, have some great matches, have your run as TNT champion. I'm waiting to see it. At the minute, it's just them going back and forth about whether Sammy's going to get another shot and him not just defending the title against anyone else. Give him the title shot! Who cares? Just do it! He's had like six of them this year because he keeps losing the title. Yeah. Oh, hey. (sighs) Well, I don't... talk about fun things. Not I don't don't like that act at all. Uh, QT Marshall is the sports entertainer of the week and then faced Swerve Strickland. 
Uh, Swerve won. This was a decent little showing. Nothing super special about this match, but Swerve did a ne- decent little showcase and won. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks did a promo afterwards saying it's going to be Starks and Hobbs versus Swerve and Lee on Dynamite. That sounds like a bunch of fun. It sure does. And I know, like, it's kind of become a thing that Team Taz is, like, everyone's first, you know, rivalry and everything in AEW. I like Team Taz. And so it doesn't bother me, you know? Like, I like seeing people face Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Mm -hmm. They're good wrestlers, so. It's not like when you uh, sign with WWE and your first TV match is The Miz. Anyway, um, after that, we got a little video package for The Problem, Marina Shafir. They're really building up Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargo quite nicely, I think. It has a lot more hype than I would have thought it would have, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we then got... Can I say one, one quick thing about Marina Shafir? Because I don't know if they did it for this one, but they have done this before and it made me think of it. They will advertise, like, we'll hear from Chris Statlander. And the we'll hear from is one sentence in a <laughs> 20 second video package. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. bordering on false advertisement, if mm-hmm. you ask me. But I just think it's just like, whatever. I would prefer that over nine minute video packages. Oh, yeah. Six For times sure. a show. Yeah. Um, we then had uh, Owen Hart Cup qualify with Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. I had never heard or seen a Willow Nightingale before because I still haven't seen Supercard of Honor. I'm sorry. Um, but goddamn, she's great. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Watching this match and I was like, she's really good. She should like win this match. Uh, she was mega over as well with the crowd, um, probably because she's very good. Um, and so many like near falls in this match of people like popping for, for Willow's offense and her kicking out of big moves and stuff from Red Velvet. Red Velvet won, and she was like, people were like, oh, it's disappointing. I really wanted Willow to win. And then she started acting a bit heelish, and I was like, did she turn heel and I missed that? Like, That's what that I'm thing? thinking. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the commentary there was definitely like, heelish things there, yeah. Yeah, and the commentary was like, I love this new attitude from Red Velvet. And I'm like, did she turn heel on, like, dark? Mm-hmm. I'm confused. Um, So... My, my general thoughts about Red Velvet currently, because I don't think she's, like, particularly unlikable, you know? Mm. She's just getting heat because she keeps wrestling the popular people. Yeah. And it's happened, like, four times. Mm-hmm. Like, she wrestled Britt Baker in Pittsburgh on the first Rampage. She wrestled Sky Blue in Chicago, where Sky Blue is from, and beat her, and everyone booed. I was there. Uh, she wrestled Jade Cargill when she was new and a star and people were really mm-hmm. into Jade Cargill. And now she's beating Willow Nightingale, who's like really popular with yeah. in particular this this audience. I was like pleasantly surprised by the reaction she got because I'm like, she hasn't been on a lot of big shows. Like she's been on Dark a few times, I think. You know, she was on Supercard of Honor, of course. But otherwise, it's been Ring of Honor stuff, which people weren't really watching too much when Ring of Honor mm-hmm. shut down. So when she was able to get, like, a huge response, I was like, hell yeah, Willow. Like, she's great. I'm happy that she's getting that response. I was just kind of like, a particularly knowledgeable crowd. That or Willow is just getting significantly more popular than I had realized. Yeah, totally. Should have won. Yeah. I'm sure should have won. Confused by Red Velvet. But it's what it is. Red Velvet won. It was a decent match. 
I just think you could have like it would have been a better opportunity to do something fun with like an upset making their way into the tournament. Even if Willow were to like lose in round one, that's still to me more fun than Red Velvet losing in round one. You know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we then had Mark Sterling trying to recruit Tony Nice backstage. Um, nice. Sure, cool. Son. Sure. And then we got announcements of a bunch of matches, which we got through the show, of oh so many things. Because we've got Jurassic Express versus uh, Red Dragon next week for the titles. We've got Joe versus Suzuki. Be still my beating heart. Um, we've got the six man of um, Kingston and Proud and Powerful versus Jericho Appreciation Society. We've got there's another six man I'm thinking of. I think. I might be wrong. I can't remember. Uh, a lot of good but, matches coming next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, next week's Rampage, we've got the um, uh, AEW World title match of Hangman versus Adam Cole in a, de- a Texas death match. Awesome. And we've got um, Battle of the Belts as well. Going to have Nyla Rose. Oh, am I going to have to do a goddamn review of that show? Oh, probably. Yeah. <sighs> when is that? Is that next Saturday? Probably. God. Oh, <laughs> stop making more content. <laughs> it's too much content. Stop putting on good shows. Yeah, God damn it. You. Um, I can't wait for Suzuki versus Joe. I, I just I want it so bad. I ju- oh man. I can't there's wait. Like, there's a few Samoa Joe like New Japan matches that would be on that same tier. Like Joe and Ishii, Joe and uh, Shingo Takagi, mm-hmm. of course, Joe and Tanahashi Okada. But like the hard hitting, like you're gonna see a fight kind of match. This is like it's Suzuki, it's Ishii, and it's Shingo, mm-hmm. and we're getting one of them. And I'm oh, excited. Here we are. God, don't cut off Suzuki's music, please. Um, <laughs> now, Tempest, talk about SmackDown. Okay, but let me just say. Because this was the opening bit of my editor review. I could have gone to the Blue Jays home opener Yeah. yesterday. There hasn't been a home opener in Toronto in like four years. Because mm. like our team has been forced to play in goddamn like rec centers in Florida. Look at Dunedin. I could have gone to that game. And I had to watch SmackDown. And, you know, in the, the first inning, we were not doing well. By the time the second inning had passed, we were down seven nothing, and I was like, "Oh, maybe it's maybe it's a good maybe it's a good thing that they didn't go to that game." Like, uh, if it's like a bad game, you're gonna get blown out. Whatever, I'll watch SmackDown. Get like halfway through SmackDown, and I checked my phone. It's like, oh, it's like seven to four. Oh, okay, so they're 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 trying here, and I'm like refreshing, and all of a sudden it's now seven seven, and I was like, I once again regret my decision to not go to the Blue Jays home opener. And sure enough, I'm watching Ludwig and Gunther and whatever and Raquel Rodriguez just changing names for the sake of it. And they won 10 to 8, coming back from being down 7 nothing. And I had to watch the New Day talk about win-loss records in WWE. Woo! Blue Jays win the World Series. That's what's important. Nice. 
and I'm dressed for the occasion. Let's go. Yep, you certainly are. Well, <sighs> let's talk about this episode of SmackDown, which is the SmackDown after WrestleMania, which I still strongly believe should be called WrestleMania SmackDown, not the one beforehand. It just makes sense. If you're going to make them into things, WrestleMania Raw, WrestleMania SmackDown are the ones you do after WrestleMania. It's a hill I will die on. Anyway, we started with Ronda Rousey doing a promo. Why do like you keep find, doing this, WWE? It's like they find the worst thing that everyone does and they <laughs> yeah. make them do it over and over and over again. They're like, I can't understand why it doesn't work. Yeah. The thing Can is... get right? Malcolm Bivens on this show to talk for Ronda Rousey already, please? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to address someone in the chat already that just said, was SmackDown that bad last night? Honestly, no. No. There was, it, it was an okay show. Um, it was definitely way better than Raw because nothing <laughs> happened on Raw. Jesus. Um, but it was like, it was fine. And for the, the SmackDown after Mania, eh. But regardless, Kayla Braxton introduced Ronda Rousey. She comes out and does a promo. <laughs> she, she said, welcome to Friday Night SmackDown. Yay, big cheer. Everyone, please welcome Ronda Rousey. And everyone went, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's like a really like muted cheer for that. Um, uh, we got a, yeah. got a recap of Flair versus Rousey and Flair tapping, and she said she made a tap, but not when it counted. So that's on Rousey. Sure, Rousey then challenged her to an I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash, which makes sense. I like that as a stipulation yes. for this for the next step. Thumbs up for that. Flair comes on the Titantron. I'm pretty sure we've seen this exact segment <laughs> recently of Rousey Cuts promo, Flair answers on Tron. Um, and she just says no. Cool. And then we wait until next week when they yep. say yes. Yep. That that's that's it. I will sure. say, I will say that like John Cena kind of ruined the I quit match for a few mm -hmm. years there. Because yeah. it was like, well, you're never going to lose. So yeah. why do I care if Rusev is facing you in an I quit match or the Miz or the Miz, whoever, you know, it's like, it worked the first time when he wasn't the, the super Cena never give up dude. You know, like mm -hmm. the first one he did or the second one he did against Randy Orton was like the birth of the, I never give up. I, mm -hmm. I don't quit thing. And yeah. they like gave up on the stipulation for everyone else after that. Like no one else had an I quit match. It was like the Cena boring main event match but i quit matches are like so fun there's so much storyline potential there because you have to submit like obviously i'm explaining i quit matches to people but like it works better when you don't have superman being the other side of the i quit match you know mm. i don't know yeah. who's gonna win ronda rousey or charlotte flair I probably no i would imagine ronda wins this match but i thought that at wrestlemania too so i'll, I'll watch the the match i think it's a good uh, stipulation for the storyline. I think it works. I wish they would stop make Ronda talk. Yeah. That sentence Legit. was just one word at a time. I wish they stop make Ronda talk. <laughs> stop making her do promos, please. I think that their match at Backlash will be uh, no contest and then it will go to the next one and <sighs> then maybe Ronda will win, but maybe it will get dragged out till the next one. Then there might be like a triple threat where Ro where Charlotte will retain, but Ronda won't get pinned, and then it'll get dragged out to SummerSlam where Ronda will win, and it's gonna we're all gonna be sick to death of it by then. 
you just explained it to me and I'm sick to death of it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after oh. that, we got a recap of New Day versus Harlem and Chambers from WrestleMania. Then we got Xavier Woods versus Butch. Butch's uh, in-ring debut uh, as, as Butch, not as Pete Dunne, obviously. Um, and, okay. Pat I wrote McAfee a called him Pete. Huh? Pat McAfee called him Pete. Yep. And Michael Cole's like, no, someone's going to clip you for that one or something. I'm like, ah, he said the actual name, the one that's not dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just like to point this out. Where is it? Can't be a no contest because I quit is no DQ. Tell that to Brock Lesnar at uh, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. <laughs> like, it there can no happen. rules here. We don't follow <laughs> rules. What are? There are no rules. Rules. Even if the rule is that there's no rules, well, we won't follow that. Yep, exactly. Uh, uh, anyway, I wrote a note at the start of this, and I feel like I regret this note. It says, honestly, I like Butch's intensity and like they can't control him. I wrote that as my note to start with, and then mm -hmm. the match happened. And yeah, I did. Mm. So, also on Xavier Woods' entrance graphic, it said, avid gamer, and I was like, that's the is best. That, is that his intangible? Is yeah, that, that, intangible? that was his intangible for this yeah. one. <laughs> um, Kingston and Woods do a promo. Woods says he doesn't have a WrestleMania win. First off, what? <laughs> and yeah. second off, Kofi's like, hey, do you remember Kofi Mania? And I was like, oh my God, don't bring up Kofi Mania. Jesus Christ. You're losing to Seamus and Holland at WrestleMania. And then immediately you're like, Haha, remember in 2019? Wasn't I great? And it was like, yes, you were. What happened? Ugh. Um, and then I got, I got some heat. I got some heat in my edited review today, Tempest. Oh, did you? Yeah, because I said Tempest? I didn't like this. I said oh. I didn't like this promo because them saying, "Hey, man, like, because if WrestleMania is like a season finale, this is like a season premiere, which means our win loss records are reset." And I was like, "One, that's not how it works in WWE." Two, wins and losses don't matter in WWE. And three, that's a heel move. To just be like, wins and losses don't matter. Wahey! Nil-nil. Let's go again. You lost. You lost. That's it. Piss off. I, I don't know that I have felt my intelligence be insulted by WWE right? like this this week. You know? Get out of here talking about win-loss records crazy get out of here mm -mm. Yeah. I, I was having none of this yep it's crazy also Xavier Wood said in his promo that he bruised the weights it's funny bruise a weight it's funny uh, be done anyway um you know that he's calling this new match. roll up of the the backwoods he said on twitter he like won with a roll up he won with a small package and uh he said he's calling it the backwoods weed smoke backwards on yep. the weekends pete you know yeah yeah cool gotcha they gave this match quite a bit of time which was nice and not all of it in an ad break so that was good they got to wrestle a little bit and i was like you know what this is pretty fun this is good and just as it was getting to the point where i was like this is going to start crossing into like the climactic final act this is going to start kicking up a gear and it's going to reach this next apex uh zebby was one with a roll up I was the like, backwards. The backwards. 
Sure. Butch lost in his debut. Who cares? And then, and then he threw a temper tantrum, Pete. He sure did. He got mad oh. and started slapping and hitting Seamus and Holland. And then they calmed him down and put him in the timeout corner. Um, he literally sat on the turnbuckle. They put him on the turnbuckle and he sat there and then he crossed his arms like a little child. Yeah. Like me having to watch SmackDown. Hmm. Yeah. I wanna. I don't, yeah. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. You know, you ever look at like UFC? Now they're mm-hmm. really good for a while, like promoting fights, mm-hmm. real people that you wanted to see fight each other. Think ever any of them ever like had a gimmick that they were a five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, or maybe that they're like they're a virgin mm-hmm. and they can't they can't get a date and they go to people and they're like, haha, I've never kissed a girl, haha, but gotcha. You think they would build up like UFC fights and pay-per-views like that? I don't, I don't, I don't think they would. Don't know. Can't, can't quite put my finger on a, a memory of that happening. Also, no. someone has absolutely nailed it, saying that he's Scrappy Doo. He is Scrappy Doo. He's Scrappy Doo. That's his thing. Oh, cool. Pete, um, no, not you, Pete. Pete Dunn. You, you resigned with this company. You knew what you were getting yep. into, brother. Yeah, you'd seen hey, all man. the name changes. I'm sure he's making a lot of money. I'm sure he's not yeah. bent out of shape about it. If he's happy, good for yeah. him. More power to you, Butch. Um, Sami Zayn was backstage. He's funny. And says, I wanted an anything goes match. Not an everyone's welcome match. That was, that's a good line. I like that. And he was saying, you know, I'm so frustrated. The next person that walks through that door, I want a match with them. And then the person that walks through is Drew McIntyre. And then he was like, I want the next person. And Adam Pierce is like, nope, sorry, match is official. Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. We'll come back to this point later with Adam Pierce saying this match is official because I have thoughts and feelings. Um, Adam Pierce then gets handed a note, which he reads and says, Tell Rhonda I can't meet with her right now. I'm like, okay. Curious. Ronda Rousey wants to meet with him and he's saying no. Why is that? I'm sure we'll find out. After that, <laughs> I just, I don't like the idea that you've got this really big mainstream sports star and she wants to meet with you and you're their boss and you're like, nah, I don't have 15 minutes. I think if there was a reason for him not wanting to meet her, it would be fine. Sure. I I just love you know, the idea of someone blowing off Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Going, no, I'm not meeting with you. Get out of here. Yeah. We then come back to the ring. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah. It's Martin Bartel. Yeah. I don't care anymore. They've nah. killed me. They've they've ruined nah. it. You know, oh, everyone overreacting. It's just name change. Gunther, now they're on the main roster. He's losing to Braun Breaker. It doesn't matter. I don't care about Walter anymore. You've ruined Walter. Congrats. You still have a fun uh, little squash match, and I'm sure he's going to have really good matches because he's still a really good wrestler. But I don't care anymore. You took away his music. It was like maybe my favorite wrestling entrance music. Yep. Just have losing now. I, just, I don't care anymore. I can't care. 
Yep. And you made me not care about Walter. Ludwig mm. introduces him and says he's the epitome of efficiency and elegance. Elegance? What? This was a promo written by someone who's never seen Walter. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. He wears oh. red now. Yeah. They've changed everything. What more do you change about the guy? Yeah. There was nothing wrong with Walter. And I don't want to get like mad because I'm going to a baseball game later today and I, it's not worth getting worked up over. But for God's sake, could you be worse at your job? Yep. Christ's sake. Um, Shout out to Fabian Eichner who avoided that. all this. He's, he's still yep. home free. NXT he, for a little while longer. The one thing they haven't changed so far, there's still time, is his in-ring style. Mm-hmm. He still beat up Joe Alonso, did a lot of chops, squashed him a bit. Yay, he wins. That's good. That's probably the most important bit of Walter to not change is his in-ring yeah. style. At least we've still got that. Also, the crowd started chanting Walter, and then the commentator said, Gunther chant starting here. I'm like, we have ears. That's not what they're saying. Oh, shout out to, to Ludwig. I always preferred Iggy. There's a mm. Koopa Kids reference for you. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, also, no Fabian Eichner, of course. Because so. you had to break up Imperium 2 while you were of at course, it. Yeah. <sighs> we then got another call up. Whoa, things happening on SmackDown. It's Raquel Gonzalez. Nope. Raquel Rodriguez. Why? What was wrong with Raquel Gonzalez? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at least this one is like a lateral move. Sure. I don't I don't think that Rodriguez is any better or worse of a name than Gonzalez. So yep. it's just it's like, why would you bother? Yep. <sighs> Los Lotharios come in and try to give her a kiss. She says no, and then says, and they always this annoying. I'm sure that's the main roster debut she's always dreamed of. Yeah. 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 Happy Talk was next. I didn't hate this happy talk for once. Nor did I. But crazy. I, I also still have thoughts and feelings. Uh, oh, yeah. Madcap Moss was mega happy. He won the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal. Corbin lost his match at Mania. I kind of really liked this dynamic of them completely overplaying it, of Moss being like, well, hey, everything's great, and Corbin being like, stop. I thought that was decent. Also, him saying them saying that Drew McIntyre ended his undefeated streak. He lost on the Raw before Mania. Stop lying. Anyway, um, there's a couple of deflated balloons on the set, which looked kind of funny. Um, Corbin, I wrote, Corbin's going to blame Moss, isn't he? And Corbin's like, you know, I've been on a journey and there's only one person to blame for my loss at WrestleMania. I was like, here we go. It's Mad Cat Moss. And okay. He then gives Moss the opportunity to tell some jokes because that's what he's supposed to do. Madcap Moss does some jokes. Corbin doesn't laugh. Corbin says, you've got one more chance to make me laugh, but do it like your job depends on it because it does. And Madcap Moss, now I don't mean to toot my own horn here too much, but I believe I predicted this exact thing when this act came together of Moss just becoming the template cringy babyface that has the same cringy babyface jokes that John Cena did for like a decade. Because he did exactly that here against Corbin, and then they fought. 
Okay, but positive Tempest, the babyface came out on top. He did. If you want to call Madcap Moss, Madcap Moth, Madcap mm-hmm. Moss, a babyface, which I guess he's the de facto babyface of this mm-hmm. duo. I'm. I was so prepared for Baron Corbin just beat this guy down, leave him laying, walk away, yep. and he won the fight. Good. I'm more likely to cheer for you now. Yeah. Um. Also, how can Moss make fun of the way someone's dressed? Have you seen yourself, Moss? Crazy. Um, but yes, Moss stood tall. So I guess they're probably going to have a match at Backlash. Can't wait. Cool. Yeah. Also, he was kind of over here. Probably shouldn't underplay that. Moss got a big, big reaction here. So you know what? If it works, it works, I guess. A baby face kicking ass. Yeah. It worked. Like, I mean, is it ever strange that, like, if you turn babyface, you all of a sudden can't fight. You yeah. lose every fight. Mm-hmm. Just have babyfaces win fights. They'll get cheered. That's the goal. Uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky were backstage with Adam Pearce. Jinder Mahal says that he wants an IC title match against Sami Zayn. Ricochet. Ricochet. Sorry. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then, okay. Ronda Rousey comes in and asks Adam Pearce if her title match against Charlotte Flair has been made official. I have several questions. Charlotte Flair said no to the rematch, which in other title feuds and things like that, if the champion says no, then you don't get a match. That's just how it has worked before. Alternatively, if Charlotte saying no doesn't mean anything, then Adam Pearce can make the match. Because as we've seen on this show, Adam Pearce can make matches. So her saying, is my match official yet? And Adam Pearce saying, no, it's not official. I'm expecting an answer tomorrow. An answer from who? You're the one that makes the matches. What are you talking about? It's the same garbage that was like when Brock Lesnar got suspended. It's like, oh, is Brock Lesnar's suspension going to be lifted? Oh, I got to take a phone call and find out. Phone call from who? Doesn't exist. Yeah. There's no character above Adam Pierce. <laughs> oh. Like, why can't Pierce just make the match? Yeah, just do it. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> what are the rules? There are no rules. We established anyway, that. We got um we got a match between two former NXT champions, Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. Ugh. I tweeted something I was happy with. Mm-hmm. I was happy with my tweet on this one. I want to want to watch this. Yeah. Like, I want to want to get excited about seeing Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn on a card. Yeah. That's that's a cool match. That is yeah. two former NXT champions that would have a really good match. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's this. Yep. Sami ran away, count out loss. Yeah. I just, I don't understand why anyone would ever get excited about anything on any WWE show ever. They, they never give you a They're having a rematch next week. Why would I care? I've just seen it this week and it ended yeah. in count out. Why is next week going to be any different? God, this really is why we do SmackDown first, isn't it? Yeah. Why we end with Rampage. But then Tempest, it's positive time because mm-hmm. Lacey Evans did a promo. It was hey. positive time. 
This was good. This was probably the best Lacey Evans we've seen. She got Ever. to cut a very real promo that did not feel scripted in any way. It was just her talking like a person. <laughs> Crazy how that endears you to someone. She talked about some quite heavy subjects about like abuse she suffered when she was a child from her father and how her mother and her had to kind of like pack up all this stuff and just leave without him knowing and had to restart their life. And it's that struggle that she's had to overcome that makes her different from all the other women on the roster. Great. That's cool. It didn't feel like she was performing. It felt like she was talking. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of difference. Good. Apparently going to get the next chapter next week. It's the most invested I've been in Lacey Evans in probably ever. So that's nice. I remember the last time someone was doing like a storybook thing where the next Ooh, chapter no. was each week on oh, SmackDown. No. I don't like how that story ended. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I've never liked Lacey Evans' work like mm -hmm. in WWE. This was like the first segment I've ever seen where I was like pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. It's like they, this whoever it was put out the report. They're like, "Oh, stars returning on SmackDown." I was like, "Who could this possibly be?" I looked, I saw Lacey Evans. I was like, "Oh God, we're adding Lacey Evans to this SmackDown Women's Division that half the time gets used, half the time doesn't." And I was not prepared for that to keep me away from this Blue Jays home opener. That yeah. being said, this was like a crazy good promo, mm -hmm. like. Where did this come from? It felt like I like accidentally changed the channel in the middle of watching SpongeBob to like the Shawshank Redemption to Schindler's <laughs> List to something like real and gritty. Yeah. Like where did this promo about like abuse and like mm -hmm. and everything come from on this WWE Mad Cat Moss joke fest show? You know, it yeah. was very jarring, but it was. I would prefer this than that. Yeah. Um, I'd also just like to point out, in the nicest possible way, if that's what you took from what I just said, piss off, maybe, you know, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, after that, we got uh, Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan. And you know what? The women's tag stuff has been bad. Mm -hmm. Let's call it bad because it was bad. Um but I liked this part of the story because mm. Liv Morgan is still insistent that her and Rhea are fine. I mean, it's quite obvious that they're not. Rhea Ripley walked out on her on Monday, and for some reason they've got a tag title match next week. Let's gloss over that detail. Um, but Liv Morgan was not accompanied by Rhea Ripley on this show. She's like, no, she's not with me, but I'm winning it for us. Because I'm going to give us momentum going into next week. We're going to use that momentum. We're going to like derail Sasha Banks and Naomi's momentum. And hopefully we can win those tag titles back for us. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. It's signaling that Rhea Ripley is going to turn on her. Which she will. Uh, which is good. More foreshadowing for that. And you know what? I genuinely found it that she was a more sympathetic babyface because of it. Because she's willing to fight for the team. Even though the team doesn't really want her to fight for them. Which was cool. Um, I thought this match was pretty good as well. I think that Liv Morgan has improved. Oh my god, so much in the fact that she Dramatic. went pretty much toe to toe with Sasha Banks in this match. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about it. You know, it was like a lot of these matches are just like, yeah, they're they're good, decent little matches. But I don't really take 
moments of the matches and like really latch onto them, you know? And Sasha Banks had a really good sell of Liv Morgan's little side codebreaker thing. That was neat. But otherwise, yeah. like none of the spots in the matches matter for the story. So like, I don't know, my eyes just kind of glaze over as I'm watching SmackDown half the time. For sure. Um yeah. it's led to probably my favorite moment on the show. Totally natural, as you do. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this one. It, obviously, it's it's well known that this is how WWE stars watch the TV, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's just because it cut to that. And it's just that they're on both sides of the TV, you know? It's like they're not even together watching the TV. They're on separate <laughs> sides of it, looking at the most peripheral point of their vision at the TV. I just and also standing like eight feet got apart. Me. It got me so good. You just that having a conversation with someone so like on the other side of the room. Oh, so funny. Anyway, finish of this match was Banks hit a huge superplex onto Liv Morgan, uh, but Morgan just managed to roll her up afterwards. One, two, three. Whoa, shock victory. Morgan gets the win. Hey, it's a champion getting pinned, but I feel like it served the story really well for this one. At least it's a tag champion in a singles match. That's something. And... Also, I, I feel like it, it aids in getting Liv Morgan more over as a babyface, kind of that sympathetic babyface quantity. She's willing to fight for the, the team that doesn't want her anymore um, before she's inevitably going to get turned on on Monday. Because she's that... a dumb babyface that can't see this breakup coming. Kind a naive babyface, perhaps? Yeah. I I can see it being like someone who's just like in denial, right? Which like... Sure. I can see. I... I feel like if you're in denial, in, in denial, you're more self-aware of the situation. Mm. You're aware of more because you're yeah. not willing to accept the information. I feel like she's partially like oblivious. She's like naive mm-hmm. to it. She's like, no, we're still a team. As opposed to like, hey, we're, we're still a team. We're still a team, right? It's like Hangman Page after Kenny Omega broke up with him. And for like a week, for like a month, he was just like on commentary like, yeah, we're still a team. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to him next week. You know, we're still a team. You know, yeah. it's like that. Uh, uh, we're still a team. It's so still good. I, it's, I still like good. Ro- it's still good. It's still good. This team's still good. I, I like this direction. I like Liv Morgan. I would think that like Liv Morgan pinning Sasha Banks clean would be like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, she, she won a match. That's, yeah. It was cool. It was good. I mean, I don't need them to necessarily make it the main event of WrestleMania or something, but like, yeah. I don't know. I just think, I think pinning Sasha Banks should be like special. Yeah. 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 Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, after that, we got the main event segment. Okay. So this was promoted of, of course, across all of raw and of course, across all of SmackDown. This segment Roman was Reigns, promoted for five hours, five hours of promotion. Roman Reigns reveals the next step for the unified, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. So so how comes Roman Reigns and says, well, I can't do much more, but the Usos, they could unify the tag titles. What's the... Roman. Whatever. <laughs> My guy. Whatever. What are you doing with your title, Roman? That is what we want to know. Look, I, I explained this in my editor review. I said that the Usos unifying the tag titles is a really cool B plot for the Bloodline. 
that's a really nice little underpinning story. I think that's a cool thing for the Usos to do. I like that as a side plot, a B plot for the bloodline. That's cool. Gives the Usos something important to do. Roman needs to be the A plot, though. And there ain't nothing happening. Granted, we can probably see where it's going next. But Roman's explanation of what the A plot is going to be is... <laughs> I've done there everything, no so... <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm done, you know? Like, what? Yeah, it's The Rock in 2003. It's like, that's it. I've done everything. Yeah. Checklist complete. Platinum it's... trophy. So weird. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura came out to interrupt. Um, obviously after Rick Boogs got injured at WrestleMania. So I assume, because he acted very stupid here, Roman Reigns gave him a hug and he was like, what? Why are you hugging me? And then got super kicked by the Usos, because of course he did. Um, so I assume we're going to be getting Shinsuke versus Roman at Backlash. I don't care, because they have done nothing to build Shinsuke as a threat. I love Nakamura, but they haven't treated him like a legitimate threat in years at this point. So Literally since he lost to AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Right? Yeah. And, and that was four years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Like you so can't like, just say he's a main eventer. Like, at least yeah. when Cesaro faced Roman, they spent half the year, like, having him not lose first. This guy got pinned on WrestleMania, like, five days earlier. Do we yeah. have people who win, get the title matches? I've beaten a dead horse here. I will enjoy watching Roman Reigns face Shinsuke Nakamura. I will mm -hmm. get enjoyment out of that. Yeah. It's about all I can really say about all this, you know? It's like, there's really no story here. Mm -hmm. Granted, it's week one, so there's time, but I don't really think they're going to build an interesting narrative about Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura. Sorry. You know? It's just, I don't know, it's weird. This weird little yeah. backlash that I'm not really prepared for. It's weird. It was, yeah. you know what, like... I'm sure it'll be a good match. I just, I'm not invested because they've done nothing to really promote anyone as a legitimate contender to Roman Reigns, especially Shinsuke. Yeah. And it's been a long time since we had any kind of development for the bloodline. Like we mm -hmm. didn't have any Usos, Roman, you know, nothing for months. Like ever since Brock Lesnar came back, Roman's been distracted from mm -hmm. the Usos. Hopefully this B plot of go get the other belts I want to get the red belts and the blue belts and make purple belts. Get that. Hopefully that'll lead to something. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like they won the SmackDown tag titles and it led nowhere. So I don't have faith that winning the Raw tag titles will be any more significant. Yeah. I. Anyway, this show was. Right? Get... Like it, it's not that bad of an episode of SmackDown, but the series SmackDown sucks. I can't yeah. get into the storytelling, even if they have an episode that's, like, not half bad. Yeah. I thought this was a three out of five show. Yeah. It was noteworthy. Some stuff happened. Um, The in-ring quality, I thought, was decent. Mm. It was all right. Three out of five show. Better than it has been in the past yeah. couple months. Better than Raw. Better than Raw this week. Count your blessings. Yeah. Could have been worse than Raw. Could have been worse than Raw. Can you There's... imagine if it was worse than Raw? Oh, crikey. Always possible. There, There is no floor. They can continue to sink deeper. The yeah. show can get worse. Can.
before we get into the rest of your ultra chat send those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support we have to say thank you to some very special people there is our 25 dollar and above pledge hammers on our patreon page if you've not been to patreon you should patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk bunch of extra bonus content up there uh, the poll is up right now which i believe ends tomorrow for wrestle talk extra for this month i believe currently in the lead is nxt takeover dallas which is one of my favorite shows of all time love that show um so yeah that's got shinsuke nakamura versus Sami Zayn. what, is, what <sighs> shinsuke would never be so cool in wwe again i know his Not first night match. it was it's the first night it's the Sami Zayn match and it's the royal rumble yep that's it totally. for shinsuke nakamura Mm-hmm. Maybe winning the NXT title against Mojo or something, but like those are the two moments that are like actually legendary. Yeah, for sure. But regardless, if you pledge at the $25 or above tiers, get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Michael in the bank. The superior dinosaur, Tom Greatorex. Yeah. Close enough. Yes. Yeah. Two lot to handle, Lottie McCulloch. Yeah. Stacking them dubs, Junior Janpra Dub. There's new names in this one this this month, and I'm like, ooh, I haven't seen these before. NJ Hornsberg. Mad Mac, the Meat Father. The Hundred Dollar Man, C.D. Horver. Andrew Gifford. The Big Red Dog. The Kessel Run. DX Solo. Ryan Disco Stewart. Superkick. Nick Mizesco. And Double L. Liam Leonard. Lovely. Thank you so much to all of our pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Go visit there at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk right now. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Oh my god, there's a lot. Uh, I just scrolled down. Mayor of Painsville Dan said, Hey guys, I'm not here live today as I'm watching the new Dumbledore movie. Uh, good luck. Uh, but I wanted to share my Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser thoughts. I thought it, think it was fine. Great vignette. Good showcase. Proud of my boys. Time will show what happens. Gear was Austrian. That's optimistic, Dan. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't think they care about Austria. I've talked about good Gunther and Ludwig and the whole deal enough. Yep. Shout out. I want a whole I... stable made of just people named after the Koopa kids. Mm-hmm. I want it cool. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, okay. A lot of people have made this point online of the whole, you know, vaguely Nazi thing mm. going on with them. Yeah. And they're wearing red now. And the fact that the graphic said Gunther invades SmackDown, it's like, you chose that wording for a reason. Yeah, you're leaning into this a little bit, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. And the fact they're wearing red now, you know, like it's... <sighs> yeah. It's dicey. That's all I'll say. It's dicey. High society uh, content here. Yeah. 
Musket Meerkat said, hey guys, Smackdown was mid and Rampage was great. In other news, water is wet. Also, fun fact, with the call-up and name change of Raquel, there are now five people on the main roster with the initials RR, if you in- six if you include NXT. Props if you can name them all. I can't name them all, but Robert Roode is one. Yeah, Robert Roode. Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Um... Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ray, no, that's not his name anymore. I was going to say Ray Rowe. No, not his name. Eric does not start with an R. Riddle. Riddle. <laughs> I've given up. Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Roman Reigns. Yeah, we're Ronda Rousey. Everyone's much more knowledgeable than we are. I've shut off my brain from SmackDown. Yeah. I'm not thinking about SmackDown anymore. Tell me about it. Uh... C. Cobain said, uh, just wanted to say, notice your Blue Jays jersey slash hat. Got to say, as a huge Yanks fan, actually the Jays look extremely dangerous and will probably take the East. Also, Miz versus Cody on Raw. Why? Because things are never going to change and time is a flat circle and the Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. Nice. Love it. Um, Liam Leonard said, show is okay, but frustrating. All I'm going to say is that his Titantron, that he was invading SmackDown. Remember, his name was supposed to be Gunther Stark. I'm so sorry for bringing it up, but personally, annoys me they thought of this. Whirlipede Squad for life. Yep. Nice. No, you're not in it. Sandy and I and Liam. We're the Whirlipede Squad. Get out of here. For life. Oh, yeah, that's our thing. Uh, legit underboss said just counting down the days till Italian born Fabian Eichner gets put with Tony D and renamed something stupid like Frankie the Bull or Johnny Numbers sure it could happen next week absolutely yeah you're so lucky you don't have to watch this stupid show anymore this last one broke me the last one broke me NXT was it's not good Walter lost he did Hmm. crazy yeah. anyway um shawnee co said we could have had peter england in bcc instead we have a sulky scrappy do what a waste i know which one i would prefer watching me too um <laughs> uh <laughs> Mod Amanda has used her mod chat for April to say, found it annoying that WWE keeps using this bizarre phrase from Roman. So check it out. Go to islandofrelevancy.com. One of the more amusing $12 I've ever spent. Islandofrelevancy.com. <laughs> Everyone should go there. Everyone should go to islandofrelevancy.com right now. Great stuff. <laughs> Shout out to you, Amanda. Well done, Amanda. Well done. Um, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, <laughs> Trey Stuckey said, uh, don't know if this has been said. Oh, this is onto the subject of Rampage now. Uh, Trey Stuckey said, uh, don't know if this has been said, but dream booking for Utah. He beat Scorpio Sky all out for the TNT title, ending his undefeated streak. First feud after that, maybe Trent, if they haven't had uh, their one-on-one match before then. Thoughts? I think Wheeler Yuta would be a very good TNT champion. I don't know that I want to see Scorpio Sky hold the title until All Out. No, me neither. That, that feels like a long time. Yeah. Uh, Kimchi Cowboy said, Hook squashes Danielson via roll-up after he kisses his wife and is surprised. Wait a second. I don't know. <laughs> I'm missing something? 
baby. It's over my head. Yeah. Atten oh, said. Pin, yeah, this is the shameless thing. Ryan kisses his wife. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Took a second. Uh, Atten said, Sammy and uh, Ty versus Jungle Boy and Anna J. Sounds bad. Just goes right out there. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, think the match would be bad. I don't necessarily want to see that. Really good. I don't want to see that rivalry happen. No, not at all. No. 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 It'd be a fun match, though. I yeah, like all be. those people. Uh, Brett J. Rasmussen said, uh, can you two please explain to me why you don't like Dan Lambert and crew? Myself, along with Luke and Ollie and probably others, do like them. I love Sammy and Ty. It seems like they've replaced Cody and Brandy for the crown to boo, sadly. Love Utah versus Moxley. <sighs> I, I feel like a lot of the time Dan Lambert's promos and Dan Lambert's segments don't advance any particular story. It feels like a waste of time when he's on screen. He's just talking. Like, they talked about Scorpio Sky getting a title opportunity, but, like, no steps were taken to actually getting him the title shot. He just talked about it for, like, three months. And I can only hear him say that Tony Khan is a con man and Cody Rhodes sucks and Brandy Rhodes is a hooker or something. I also don't appreciate old white men saying sexist and potentially other ist things about anybody. (laughs) It's not what I want to see in my wrestling. I don't want to see that personally. For sure. It's not fun. AEW is fun. Exactly. It's not fun. fun. That's my beef with it. Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda said, not sure if it's uh, said enough, but Willow Nightingale is just so goddamn good, and I need her signed. If I was there live, uh, and she may have been, I was there live, and she may have been one of the most over people at the whole show. She is someone you can seriously build an entire division around. She is great. She's got star power. She's got real star power. She does. That's a great look. Um, Plan R said, commentary made sure to remark that Dragon started using the GOT-style power driver after fighting Murder Grandpa. Am I wrong to think that this is foreshadowing Suzuki Goon versus BCC with Samoa Joe in blood and guts because I'm getting my hopes up for it? Don't. Well, I had not considered that as a possibility. No. But I have now. I also don't think it's going to happen. No. I think it's just... Danielson wanted to use the God style power driver. They've got Suzuki on the show. It's a nice link, so they referenced it rather than this is building to something. What if it is? Uh, Johnny Garcia said, Hey guys, a reminder um, Battle of the Belts 2 will be pre recorded after Rampage. I'll be there live. Also, please check out Wrestle Lost on Twitch where we're doing our My GM competition. It's hair versus beard. Hashtag jam that jam. Nice. My which GM's fun. Would, uh, which of those two would you put on the line? Hair or beard? a really tough call honestly tempest um might i might have to go hair though um mm. it's gonna be a big change big change much, for me but... much shorter cut mm. yeah yeah for sure. a lot quicker um andrew the last airbender uh said f the trolls if any fans of wrestle talk don't like pete or tempest don't watch there's no excuse to harass and wish death on them it's gross support wrestle talk be kind to each other spread love real fans appreciate you don't let them win I agree. What Andrew Last Airbender said. Yeah. Don't Thanks, be dicks. Yeah. Positivity. 
Positivity. Misha Sumra said, can't watch live, but just wanted to say how much I'm loving Professor Tempest doing long-form content on PFK. More, please. Stay safe, you fantastic toots. LIW444 life. We know our tribal Pete is the spiritual champion. Sure. I definitely oh, didn't lose fairly at WrestleMania. <laughs> got the, the jam that championship, the interim championship, the spiritual championship. Too many championships. I know, right? Tell me about it. Also, someone I forgot to mention Tempest on air. If you're a pledge hammer, you'll already know this. Me and Tempest lost Wrestle League. Yeah. We have to do a music video together. I mean, if I had to do it with someone, at least we're a team. LIW. Representing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Also, the other music videos are coming. Tempest's original one and Laurie's is still coming. Don't worry. It's in progress. It's just very, very delayed because Laurie's been a busy boy. Um, but anyway, Musket Meerkat said, I've seen you guys interacting on Twitter with people from Achievement Hunter like Jeremy and Aaron. And with Tempest reference in the recent list video, just curious if we'll ever see a sort of crossover between Achievement Hunter and WrestleTalk. Hashtag Jeremy Dooley for Quizzlemania. I would love that, personally. That Quizzlemania right there. And also, hmm, maybe. We'll see. Unconfirmed. No comment. No comment. Uh, Colin Killick said, uh, was there Wednesday and FTR Young Bucks was the best match I'd ever seen live for about 45 minutes until Utah Moxley. The fact that a stadium full of people were chanting for Moxley to tap is incredible. What a match and what a storyline. Yeah, especially right now to have, to be able to turn, not like turn them against John Moxley, but to have someone else that they are rooting for more. That's impressive. Nate S. said, just wanted to say, I really enjoy your streams. You guys are a couple of favorites, excuse me, uh, among many favorites on the YouTubes and Twitters. Keep up all the good work. I'll be typing this prior to Pete, Pete's Dan Housen take. May have to edit now. Lol. Peanut is on the up. I never made that connection. So you know the whole Peanut thing, right? That's been happening. We haven't been on a podcast for so long. It feels like it's been forever. It has um, been forever. Yeah. So the whole Peanut thing just came up because... It came up in the office one day where Luke misheard what Andy said. And he was like, did you just say Peanut? That's a great nickname for Pete. And then mentioned it on a podcast that my new nickname is Peanut and I hated it. But now we already had a thing on No Rosbada, Peanuts on the Up. So now Peanut apostrophe S, Peanuts on the Up. You're on and the Up, Peanut. I'm on the Up. I don't know what peanut that means. I don't really want to find out. Thank peanuts you for your ultra up. chats. Yeah. I'm going to go watch baseball. So gas prices. So gas prices. We were talking about this before we started, before we even started recording this thing, Tempest. What up with that? What up with that? I don't know if other people have this like i have this but there was always like thresholds when i was like a kid when i would look at the gas prices and be like i've never seen it that high before mm -hmm. you know it'd be like and sorry for all you american listeners that have to deal with us talking about liters and such mm. but it was like if it was more than a dollar for a liter of gas that was like oh gas is like fairly high if it got up to like a dollar 27 it was like ooh, that's really high you mm -hmm. wait until it goes back down to get your gas if you can, or you get it early. 
And then it was like, oh, it was a dollar thirty, and that was the biggest I'd ever seen. I never see it be a dollar thirty. Now it's like every time I look at it, it's a new highest number ever, and I'm like, stop! Yep. Can we fix this, please? Yep. Fix this problem. It it's insane because we were working it out before. We were doing conversion rates and all that because yeah. in pounds, it's so expensive. Granted, I'm in London, which is even worse. But even so, I'm seeing stuff for like. 166 a liter 167 i've seen like a 172 and i was like what <laughs> that's ridiculous <sighs> um so yeah so now it's getting to a point where i'm seeing like something that's like a 150 something and i'm like oh cheap when it's not cheap that's I so expensive that. I hate but it. god it's ridiculous uh, as if i needed another reason not to drive in the uk right it's really frustrating because i've just been getting back into driving but now i'm like well, i don't want to it's so expensive. expensive. <laughs> oh, I know that's the price we should pay for the convenience, but seriously though, God, it is so pricey. Anyway, let's let's save that rant for another time. Um, there was something I was going to mention, Tempest. I can't remember what. Uh, oh yeah, I lost my title since the last time we've done a podcast. Yeah, that I sucked. can't wear my crown anymore because I lost my AirPods. <laughs> So I can't wear my headphones inside the mask. <laughs> I have to wear the ones on the outside, like over uh -huh. top of the mask, so I can't put the the crown yeah. on top. We're in, we're in just you've, tatters you've right now. You've got the cap instead. The cap has replaced oh, yeah. the crown, and that's fine. I'll be a blue how, jay. How how was the the blue jays yesterday? Oh, I'm planning to talk about it, Pete. Cool. That well, huh? Meaning I've already talked about it, Pete. Yes, that's. In a show you've already heard. Oof. We really need to like record these before and after to stop mixing. That's so this much up. work though. <laughs> and we wouldn't have fun it's... interactions like this where we get to ask the listeners if they've actually heard our conversation yet or not. Exactly, yeah. Um, I have been recording a thing and editing a thing lately. Um, which I'll, I'll tell right you what now. I was like, is. wow. That's impressive. No. Multi, multitasking. <laughs> multitasking. <laughs> um, but I, I was editing it a bit yesterday. I'm going to do it again after we've done the podcast today. And I'm. It's very stupid, which I think is on brand for Wrestle Talk. It's very dumb and over the top. And I've never done a lot of the stuff that I'm experimenting with. I've never done before. I've never really done like audio editing before. Like mm. I, I've stitched clips together and stuff, but I've never like actually played with like pitches and putting in reverbs and like putting in sound effects and all that stuff into like a thing so i'm like i'm playing with a few things and i've made a thing that's very stupid um which now i've edited all the audio for it and now i need to actually just edit the, the video part of it and it's going to be a little thing that will come later this month i think so i'm it's very stupid <laughs> well, <laughs> i'll tell you what it is in a minute but it's very stupid i can't wait for it it's gonna be like 20 seconds from now and i can't wait it's going to be amazing. Uh, anyway, that is going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we're going to be back with all more content, as usual, coming soon. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Take care. Stay safe. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.